the angels led him into the desert where he was tempted by the devil. You know, we don't much talk about the devil these days, do we? Like uh, years ago when I was growing up, we heard the devil did this and the devil did that. And gosh, we had devil language all the time. And we rarely use it because uh, I suppose that uh, we sort of blame the devil on everything and then we don't have to take responsibilities. Uh, it, it, the devil is, um, is used by many different names. Um, in, in today's scripture passage, in fact, we hear four names for the devil. The devil is one, Satan, uh, the, the tempter, and then the ancient serpent. Those are the four just in today's readings alone, four different names. Um, the Pope Francis um, uh, refers to the devil regularly in, in almost common parlance. He, he uses it all the time because, but he has, uh, and he uses all the different names, but he has one favorite name for him, and is the father of all lies. The father of all lies. It's an ancient term referring to the evil one. And, um, and I like it. It's, it's actually very powerful because I think it's, it's really the truth of who the devil really is. He is a deceiver. He's a liar. He's a complete and absolute liar to us and to others all the time. That's the only way that you see the mark of the devil is how much a person lies. The more they lie, the more they are, accounted, they are in line with the devil. That's just the way it is because the devil is the father of all lies. Uh, um, father... Um, Henry Nouwen, a great Catholic theologian and Catholic priest, uh, wrote about this. He said that there are three foundational lies which the father of all lies bases all the other lies on. And there are three that come from today's Scripture passage of the Gospel. And these are the foundational lies, and it's not just that Jesus gets tempted with this, but every single one of us get tempted by these three foundational lies. All the other lies are based on are built on top of these three. And here they are. The first one is, we are what we do. Jesus turned these stones into loaves. We are who what other people say we are. Let me bring you up to the top of this parapet, throw yourself down, and look at what all the magnet. Everyone will be marveled about what you just did. And we are, we are what we have. He takes them up and top of the mountain and says, I'll give you everything. You just come and worship me. You have everything. See, those are the three foundational lies. And they, they trip us up almost all the time. Except they come in different forms, in different eras. Uh, at different generations experience them in different ways. So let's just go through the three. We are who, we are what we do. Now, whether we're a CEO right? We are, we, like, I mean, just think, our, our language betrays us. When we introduce each other to ourselves for the first time, what's the first thing you say? What do you do? I had, I, you know, if I'm not wearing the collar, people say, what do you do? I said, oh, I'm a priest. Oh, oh. Conversation comes to a halt, <laughs> right? But like if you say, oh, I'm, I, you know, like I'm a CEO, I'm a, I'm a software engineer, I'm a you know, I, I'm in marketing. I'm the finance person. I'm a student. I do this in college. I do that. It's all about what we do. Now, again, I'm not 
knocking what we do, but it's, it doesn't define who we are. That's the lie. That's the lie, right? Catch the lie. It's very subtle, and you've got to catch it. We are what we do. We're not what we do. And you see, here's the part that, that, that it gets better. And if we do more, we're better. If we do more and more, we're even better again. If we do more good stuff, we're better. If we do less bad stuff, we're worse. You see, now those are all subtle, but you don't, they creep in. Now, now here's, we want to say something that's really hard to hear, but we need to hear it. God loves us completely, absolutely fully, and there's nothing that we can do that can make Him love us anymore. That's really hard to hear. That means if you come to church, you don't come to church, God loves you either way. Now, it's not an excuse to not come to church, especially young people, but it's just reality. God loves me no matter what. Now, here's the even harder part for us who come to church, that if we, God loves us no matter what we do, even if we don't do what He wants us to do, God still loves us. You see, the love is what is consistent not what we do or not do. Now, why is that so transformative? Because here's what's the thing. Because the lie is that we've got to earn God's credit. I've got to do stuff. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to do this. And then God will love me. Or God will have to love me because I have gone to Mass. I've said my prayers. I've done this. Then God has no choice. But we control God. It's not the way it works. You see, God loves us no matter what. And out of that love, out of that realization of our love, we respond by doing good and by loving others. And yes, by coming to church and saying our prayers, because that helps us to internalize the love so that we can then pass that love to others. Okay, now the next one. The, the, ha, we are who other people say we are. The whole of social media is built on this. This is the greatest lie of all. I mean, you do understand that the the inventors of, uh, of, the, the, uh, of the social media knew exactly what they were doing when they were building it. They were not building it on virtue. They were building it on vice because they knew we are vain. And we want... And, and this was even by the founder himself of Reid Hoffman of um, LinkedIn. He says, yeah, we built it on vice because that's the only thing that sells. Virtue doesn't sell. So you build it on what? Because we, we want to be liked. We want to be, we want to have friends. We want to be, you want to get those little thumbs up, the little hearts. We, we do what we ever get. And it's all a lie. Because they don't really like you. It has nothing to do with you. I know that's a shock to the young people, but it's irrelevant. They won't even remember what you put up there. There's the scary part, and that's the greatest lie of all in this modern age, that somehow those likes matter. They don't matter. They don't matter a dime. But we buy into the lie, and we will suck ourselves into the darkness of that. It's a huge lie. Now look, every generation, our generation had it too, but it wasn't in that way. We have what, you know, what other people, we worry about what other people say, so we wear certain clothes. We wear certain shoes. Well, because we want them to say, oh, you got Lululemon. Oh, oh, oh. oh I like that bag. What's that bag? Oh, that's a fancy bag. Is Oh, dear. Oh. That, we, are, we want people to like us. 
That's the unfortunate. So every generation's got its own. So young people, let's not just your challenge this. We had our challenge. So just know that the Father of lies is doing this, knowing and is using whatever we have for his benefit, not for our benefit. The third one, and this is everybody, every generation. We are what we have. We got Tesla. We got the latest cars. We got the latest watches. We got the latest phones. Which one do you have? 13? I-13? Oh, I oh, is that all you got? You don't have the 14? When the 15 comes out, we'll be talking about the 15 and 15S and the 15P or whatever the heck they call them now. And the Pixel 1, 2, 3. I don't know what number we're on now. What number are we on the Google world? Who cares? The point is, it doesn't matter. It's not about what we have. But again, we go back to, it's not just how we look or what other people say. We look. We want to we have, have the best. I get that. Now, none of these things are bad in and of themselves. You just know that they don't define us. Yes, I have a phone or a watch that, that helps you do what you need to do. Great. And you've got social media accounts. Great. But just don't believe that all of that defines us. It is not. We are a child of God first and foremost. Nothing else changes that. That's why it's a, all these are foundational lies. Because if we buy that lie, then we think we're not a child of God. We think that we're not loved unless we have, do, or other people say. See, that's all the lies. And all the other stuff just gets built on those three lies. Just understand that. I could spend an hour and a half talking about all the other lies that the devil does. But those are the three foundational lies. So what are we to do? Well, we know this. And, for, and the church has known this. What are these are the new three? They are the new renditions of these three. Dish, right? And so every year we give us, we all purify ourselves with a, a, in a journey called Lent. We pull back and we say, do I need to have all this stuff? Do I need to own this? Do I need to really care about all what people are saying? Do I really need to, to do all that I do? Because I'm not getting loved anymore because of all those things. So Lent is a time which we, we, we pause, we bring it all back down, and we, we pray a little bit more. We, we fast so, to do away from some of those things so that we can understand how it works. And then we give alms. We, we give it away, give stuff away. Give ourselves away so that we can reset ourselves on the right path. And we fundamentally tell the, the devil, the ancient serpent, the tempter, Satan, not today. Not today you're not having me. Today I'm the Lord's. And we do that for 40 days, hoping that by the end of the 40 days, we renewed ourselves for another year, and we don't get lost, and we don't buy into the tempter's lies. So today, when we come to the table, we're smashing those lies. We're not going to believe them, and we're going to hear what the Lord says. You are my precious child. I created you. I sustain you. And I alone will complete you. Focus on me. Look at me. And I will always, always love you. Do not believe the lies.